0: hey guys welcome to session eight i am so pumped for you to listen to this session because it is such a great deep dive into making your sales process work for you so we talk about objections we talk about removing tension for the buyer we talk about mindset we talk about creating just an overarching process that can all work and come together and i think that Whether or not your sales process looks like Rachel's isn't important, but being able to see how it's all playing out really is. I feel like I cannot stress enough how valuable it is to find a sales process in your business that works for you, that you can repeat over and over again. That is where all of the security comes in your business. It's always what I say is it's not just in getting the client, it's in knowing how to get the client. And so... That's really what we're diving into in a big way in this session. And so I hope it truly serves you in creating a sales process that works for you and your business. All right, my dear, how's it going?
1: Well, I uh, am in my third trimester now, so it's kind of, it's getting real.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's crazy, right? Thank you.
1: Yes, I feel like this pregnancy is going by a lot faster than with my first, which is like both good and bad. (laughs) Totally. It's a little scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's like such an –
0: just such an interesting time too, right? Where it's Mm. like the world is just so different.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we're we're trying to figure out a childcare plan for my daughter. I've been doing a lot of maternity planning for – on the work side – but it's definitely so different than the first time when, you know, I thought I'd have all this support. And now, I mean, we're seeing our parents again, but, um, you know, who knows what the world will be like in three months. So. Totally. It's so, it's so weird
0: to plan for because everything, like, changes week to week at this point, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's funny because, I mean, not funny, haha, but... <laughs> You know, n- numbers in Georgia aren't g- are still not great, and they're actually going up. But yeah. it's like everybody's decided coronavirus isn't a thing anymore, and they're just like going back to business as usual. And it's really strange. Yeah, it's, really, it's really same weird. in Florida too. Like our numbers are skyrocketing,
0: basically, and yeah. we're not necessarily behaving like it. So it's it's just a weird, weird time
1: mm-hmm totally,
0: totally so tell me I know you've had like a really really busy few weeks give me a little update on all that
1: yes so on it's been nuts and I don't really know why on the PR side um I worked two 40 hour weeks at a row yeah, that's and a I lot. can't remember the last time I worked a 40-hour week and it was horrible and I don't like it <laughs> and And this was after like, I felt like I created all this space, but then the clients that I still had, just like everybody had their busiest weeks ever. And it seemed like maybe they all just like finally got used to this new normal of how we're working and, and woke up, but it was crazy busy. And so even within that, like I was able to offload a few more projects for the rest of the month onto other folks. I said no to some things because I'm really like I'm trying to protect the space that I want to create when the my colleague comes back from maternity right. leave in July. She's coming back July 6th and so I'm just I'm really ready <laughs> to to feel like I have more breathing room and this week has already been better than the last 2 weeks. So that that's been good. Monday was a little nuts, but I've been able to to create space and Moving my blissful budget time to the afternoon has really helped too. And I even found myself yesterday, like, oh, well, I'm just going to get a couple of things done for PR and then I'll do blissful budget. Mm -hmm. And I stopped myself and I said, no, this is my time for my business. Like, I'm going to sit down and devote this next hour just to that. And it was great. Good for you. And that made me feel really good. So. Thank you. So, yeah, that, that felt good. And then on the blissful budget side, I had a really great discovery call. <laughs> Yay. And it went, it went awesome. I won't say it was an easy call, but it was like a really enjoyable call. I really clicked with, with this client and she wants to sign and was gung ho on the call. And I sent her, um, all the information and contract and everything. And then, About a a few days went by and she sent me an email saying, I haven't forgotten about this. I'm going to get everything to you by the end of the week. And then I followed up and got another email that, you know, really was you could sort of see some of the fears and some of the stuff we had talked about on the call come up in her email about, you know, why she couldn't sign up right now. And so, you know, it was a money objection and and had to do with the money flow of her business, which is totally understandable. So I reached out to you in Basecamp and you gave me some good advice there. <laughs> and I um I reached out offering her the option to do the 90-minute intensive first because I think it's really important for her, you know, to get started. And then, you know, we can do the three-month um after that. So she mm-hmm. would only have to pay for the 90 day up front. And, and I talked through in the email, you know, some of the, some of the things we had talked about on the call and I haven't heard back yet, but I feel good about it. And, and I think she is, I know she's going to be a client at some point. I hope it's, it's sooner. Cause I really like her and I really want to work with her. So that, that was one. And then I had a disc- or a look at your money call yesterday, and that also went really well. It hasn't converted into a sale yet. I think I'm going to need to do some follow-up. This poor woman was also really sick, um, but she was like, "I this is important to me, and I wanted to show up. But mm-hmm. she's like, I also think I might have coronavirus, so I'm going to get oh, tested. Yeah. <laughs> like, she Life- has that she's and-
0: like in a different place <laughs> yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah.
1: So... I definitely care took there because I did not give a hard sell, but I did give a lot of value to her on the call. And she, she was like, had some aha moments and light bulb moments. And that made me feel really good because this was the first assessment call I've done in a while. And it was just nice to know that I could still do it. Like <laughs> I've still yeah, got it, you know. You still got it, totally. <laughs> so that that felt really good.
0: That's awesome. So so walk me back through the discovery call really fast.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you had followed up with her when yesterday? Yeah, I, yeah. Let me see. Was that yesterday? No, I followed up with her. No, it was the day Wednesday. before. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the day before yesterday, but it was later in the day. Um, so that was when I lost touch base with her.
0: So what comes up for me there is that, and we've talked about this a little bit, but I think it's almost like, can you just be like, yeah, of course, this might just be part of my sales process,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like let that feel okay, which I think you're doing, but I think it's just important to say where it's almost like, yeah, I I imagine that some people are gonna have money fears after mm-hmm. they have a call. I imagine that that's totally normal. And so I feel like there's just like this beautiful gift that you could give yourself here where you don't necessarily make it feel like a deviation from the sales process or something mm-hmm. wrong, but just like a, yeah, of course, like, mm-hmm. of course she's having many issues to Something I really want to note here is how important it is to not make everything wrong in your sales process, but to just normalize it. So normalizing that money issues might be a challenge in Rachel's sales process and making that okay. Like it can be part of the process without making it wrong. I think that we're so quick to be like, oh, like I have people that have money objections. And so like, I must have the wrong ideal client or the wrong offer. And we like spiral down this rabbit hole. And really like the truth, truth here is that like Rachel has people who have money objections because she's dealing with and calling in clients who have money challenges. So our job is to make that okay and normal and not like a huge red flag, but like something that we just incorporate into the sales process is her getting really good at handling that. And so whatever you're selling, there might be a specific objection that comes with it. And my encouragement to you is to normalize that, to know that it can be part of your process and that your win is going to come from getting really good at handling that objection in whatever way works for you and not trying to go out and find the clients who don't have any or don't have any problems because it's kind of the antithesis of what we're trying to do, which is help them solve it. So hopefully that gives you a little perspective in your own objection process.
1: What comes up when I say that? No, I think that feels really good because I I do expect it because we're talking about money anyways. And so, of course, there are going to be things. And I think, you know, it is completely normal. Of course, I would like everyone to be like, yes, I'll sign up right away and then, you know, send me the contract in 24 hours. But I, I feel like it is part of the process and that there is some coaching that has to be done between the discovery call and sign actually signing the client.
0: Totally. And then like an interesting part there, and I think this could just be like a fun thing to, um, to play with, is like, okay, cool. So like what else might I do here? Like if I don't hear back from her by Friday, maybe I'll make her a video and send it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I like that. And then maybe that video I can use with other clients. And maybe it's like all about like, hey, here's how we can look at this. Or maybe it's even like, hey, let's sit down and figure out like where my fee fits into your budget. Or Mm -hmm. I don't know what comes up for you there based on your call. But it's almost like how can I really get like excited about the adventure Mm -hmm. of the process of being – like, okay, cool. So let's assume that this is like kind of normal. What would I do? What's the best
1: resource I could create here? Mm-hmm. I really like that. And even you saying that got my wheels turning about some of the existing stuff I have that I think could really help her. And then, you know, it's uh, it's fun to create. And then anytime I can create something that I can use with other clients too. And I think that would also keep me – um in a more positive place rather than just sitting and waiting and then starting to create stories in my head around (laughs) why she hasn't gotten back to me yet. And, (laughs) Oh my God, did I offend her? You know, that's where my brain tends to go normally when I'm waiting for a reply.
0: Yeah. It's so funny too, because like, if you think about it from the other side,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like being the person on the other side, like she's probably like, Oh my gosh, is Rachel mad at me. (laughs) because I said yes, and now I'm pulling back. And so it's like this beautiful thing to just be able to see both sides there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, and I was thinking about it too. And I totally did this to my VA. She sent me, we had a great call. She sent me the contract and it took me like a week, week and a half to actually sign it and get back to her just because I was busy. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I think about that too. Like it had nothing to do with her. It was just like, the timing. <laughs> so.
0: so if you if you kind of had to like estimate based on like your conversation in the call, like what's her sticking point right now? I mean, I know you said cash flow,
1: but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, it's that and then not, we talked on the call about getting more into a rhythm where she could pay herself a steady paycheck because mm-hmm. she's very much in the ebb and flow of business right now. And it's not consistent every month. And that's something I really love working with clients on is getting them to a place where they have, they're at least able to pay themselves a consistent amount each month. And then, you know, if down the road, they can give themselves a raise, then great. But we we look at what's coming in and what's flowing out, and then how we can get them more in a steady cycle. Because, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we have great months, and we have slow months, and there's always going to be that ebb and flow. But we want to keep that in the business and not not with what's what we're paying ourselves. So I think that's part of it. And that's why I would really love to jump in and work with her because I feel like this is an area that I could make a big impact with her right away.
0: Do you feel like because that's amazing? Like, do you feel like that's clear for her like that? This is like such a huge impact that could be made and like such a difference in terms of like the exact experience that she's having right now that's making
1: it hard to hire you. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a pain point for her. We discussed it on the call and and it was something that she even brought up to me before I even got around to discussing that with her. So I think she's aware. And I think there I have a couple resources that I could send her. I think that would be a good follow-up and and help, but also sort of show her why it's important to start working together um to fix that pain point. Yeah,
0: I think that like you can really just basically what comes up for me is sort of reflect to her like, listen, I like so get where you're at. And it's the same reason that it's hard to hire me is also the reason that you really should hire me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just being able to like call that out because like what happens is we get trapped in our own
1: heads
0: (laughs) and it seems crazy to be like, well, the reason I want to hire you is also the reason I can't and da, da, da. But when you can just voice that to them and be like, so like, how can I help you process through that? Or here's a resource that can help you process through that. Or let's jump back on a call and chat through that a little bit more so you feel comfortable. Like you're really just solving the problem that's in her head versus like dancing around it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like so that. I feel like just that direct, like, mm-hmm. you know, make a video and say like, listen, I'm I'm making this video for you because I get this. I get this is where you're at. Mm-hmm. I get this is probably what it feels like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's
0: so much power in that. Do you feel like you've said that directly or do you feel like that's an opportunity?
1: I think that's an opportunity. Definitely. Um, you know, I've, I've expressed understanding, but I, I haven't really said it that directly either, so.
0: And the other thing I would say there, too, is what you just said to me is, like, I know we could make a big difference in this really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Mm -hmm. saying that directly, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that could be powerful for her. And she really needs to, to hear that probably, like, more than once, let's say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've like maybe said it a little on the call, you've maybe said it a little in the follow-up, you're gonna say it like as directly as possible in this video and we can almost feel like, oh man, am I being like a broken record? But it's like, when you're in that place, you like really need to hear that. With objections, like one of the most helpful things we can possibly do is just say directly what's going on and don't be afraid to say it multiple times. And so what I mean by this is like, Rachel can see how this potential client is holding herself back. She can see how she's in her way. She can see, you know, how that all makes sense based on what they talked about on the call. But she's kind of wondering, is it okay or is it right if I just fully say that? And I can't stress enough how much it helps to just be able to be direct. And the reason that's so valuable is because that's often what someone is looking for in a coach. Someone that will tell them what they need to hear, that will be direct, that will call it out when they see it. And so when you can do that in the objection process, they see the value in hiring you so much more than if you kind of pull back and don't really like call it what it is or really say the thing. So this is kind of an opportunity to give them a taste of what it would be like to have that coaching experience where you directly call out what you see happening and call them to you to see that for themselves. So permission here to just say it directly, to say it multiple times and to really tell the client what you're thinking because it will help move that forward, not only in the sales process, but in them feeling really seen and held in the way that you're gonna coach them too
1: hmm yeah, Oh yeah, you do. I've read something too that like, I mean, they say you have to see a piece of content like nine times before it sinks mm-hmm. in. And I think you have to hear something like three times before it really sinks Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So don't be yeah. afraid to kind of like
1: be a broken record there. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Cool. So exciting. And then the other call you said like not quite yet. Tell me a little bit about
1: that. Just because she was sick and suffered <laughs> she, you. She was sick and I I definitely felt felt bad about not felt bad I was glad she came on the call and I think that said a lot because she said to me this is so important to me I wanted to show up like she could have easily been a no-show or rescheduled or whatever so I mean that that to me there's potential there um but and we talked the full 30 minutes um of the call so I told her I would follow up with her after and send her um You know, all my information on packages, and we could talk through it again when she's feeling better. But the call was really great. And I feel like I gave her some tangible takeaways and some actions she could start implementing right away. And she said at the end of the call, she's like, I really want to work with you. I just need to figure out how. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's sort of the same thing there you know, I can apply some of this as well of, like, just following up with her with resources and then maybe getting back on the phone with her once she's feeling better.
0: Okay. So here's what's coming up for me Mm -hmm. is that that is what you're hearing. And obviously, this is only two, but it totally makes sense. I want to work with you, but, like, the the same reason I want to work with you is the same reason Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can. Yeah. Yeah. And – In a way, like on the calls with them, you're going, yeah, you need to get your money stuff in check. This is super important. So I think we're almost like unintentionally creating tension Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's like they're finally looking at their money, but then like the thought of spending more is also present. And so it's almost like your best way through these objections is to figure out like what's our solution to relieving that tension
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of – how both can be true where like it makes sense to get support around this and you do need to like get a handle mm-hmm. on your money, but it's almost like those become conflicting in their minds. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, That that does. So like in a lot of ways, like when we're creating resources for objections, our job is to remove the tension, right? Mm -hmm. And so the question would be like, what's the solution here that you can think of? I'm just making shit up, but like, it might be like, you have a 15 minute like planning session with them where you talk about like what it looks like to pay for the support while saving money, or you have like a worksheet that they can do or like how, what can we present to them that helps that feel okay?
1: Yeah. I like that idea. I like, the idea either of like a mini planning session or a worksheet or something where I can actually help them see on paper how it how it can work. Cause I have done that with clients. It's usually after they've already signed up, but I'll when we're going through their budgets, I'll put my fee or as the a line item in the budget. And whether they're doing the payment plan or not, like we'll break it down to show how they can either pay back what they put on their credit card to work with me or you know make the monthly mm-hmm. payments. Um so I feel like if there's a way to offer that as help to relieve some of this tension beforehand, I think that could be a, a big turning point for some of these um folks that I talk to.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely don't want to have to do like a full budgeting session with them. Yeah, so yeah. there might be like some way to figure that out. But mm. that also might be like I'm just you know playing with ideas here, but it might be something like where if they're interested, you even do something where it's like for $99, mm-hmm. we'll like do a that. session together, we'll we'll look at like how you can make this work mm-hmm. so that there's some buy in on their part, it's worth your time, that kind of thing. Like, you know, almost creating like a process that fits this challenge point, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I really love that. What comes up for you there? No, I love that idea. Um, Cause even, you know, my 90 minute intensive, I think it's, is 497. And even that, you know, sometimes brings up that tension too. So I feel like having something that is like, okay, we can have a mini session for $99 and, and talk through this and how, how you can get started on this process with me. And you know there's still such great value in that too and it, it gets hopefully removes that tension. I think that's a cool idea.
0: Okay, so like I was saying earlier, if we're going to normalize that money issues might be part of the challenge, we have to figure out how to remove that tension for the buyer, right? So the tension is that they need help with money, but the reason they need help with money is the same reason it's you know scary to hire Rachel. So we added that $99 mini session to remove that tension for the buyer to make it easier for them to say yes and to solve that problem. And the thing I want you to see here is how empowering it is to create your own, process in sales. I have a ton of clients that don't need that $99 mini session in their sales process and it works great for them. And that's totally fine. Rachel has some tension here for her buyers. And so we're going to add that to make it work. But the beauty is in being able to totally personalize it and create your own process, right? Instead of feeling like you have to take someone else's. So what's really cool here is that what we're doing is she's going out and getting on the calls. We're taking the data from that. We're testing, tweaking and we're adding things that make sense for her, for her clients, and for where they're at. So I really, really want to encourage you to do that in your own sales process. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing and going, well, she makes a lot of sales, so I should do that. Start looking at your own sales process. What are your potential clients saying? What are their stuck points? What are their tension points? How do you remove them? When you do that, your sales will skyrocket because you're truly personalizing the process instead of trying to copy. And paste someone else's. Yeah, and I think it's just keeping it really clear like that the $99 thing would be like if you want coaching and you can't figure out how to make it mm-hmm. work, like I'm happy to dive into that for, with you yeah. in this session and then you'd credit it obviously towards the package. Yeah, 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 definitely. But that might be just like a helpful – first step where I think like you don't necessarily want to go into that for free because you've already given the free call and then adding that on top mm-hmm. of it. Like I think that we're almost devaluing at that point a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. since you're really in the position where like you would eventually be fully budgeting with them to offer like, hey, le- if you really want to make this work, like I'm here to support you in figuring that out, like that might be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be really powerful. And that could even be something you say in the video, like, hey, I haven't done this before, but what's coming up for me is, like, I'd be happy to offer this opportunity for us to chat in this way. And then with the other call, the the one that was not feeling well, like, that might be mm-hmm. the thing you go back and, and pitch to her.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that feels really good. I um, I hadn't even – I hadn't thought of that. That's why I need you.
0: Well, I think it's also, what's really cool to see here, and I just want to point this out to like give you some permission here, Mm -hmm. is this is how we like actually get to build your own sales process, Mm -hmm. right? We're like, maybe no one else on the planet, I have no idea, does a $99 thing where I'll help you figure out how to budget to get coaching. But if we really pay attention to your clients, your people, your business, and like the same people had the exact same issue and it's the same issue you've heard before. Like, The best thing we can do instead of being like, well, oh, well, like that's just how sales works is to be like, well, how do I solve for that problem?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it just gives you a lot of permission in your business because it's like the more you notice the problem, the more you can create unique solutions for it for you and your clients. Mm -hmm. And you'll feel so empowered that way. Like this might be like, how your sales process works perfectly from now on. And this might be a home run or we might, you might do a few and we might need to tweak it. But like really taking that effort and taking that action to remove the tension and to build your own process is where you're going to feel like the most powerful. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I think I get caught up sometimes in like, this is how the process needs to be and Mm -hmm. forget that I'm the boss and I can, I can create whatever I want. So, and, and really like, not only can
0: you, you should, because Mm -hmm. like maybe no one else has had the same, you know, objection experience. And so of course they're not teaching that or, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard the, the whole, and I've heard this from past coaches I've had of like, well, just get the payment while you're on the phone with them. But I'm not, I've never been comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. either. And that just feels icky to me. So I, I love being able to come up with some creative solutions. So, you know, there is something between the time that we talk and then if they start having these tensions come up or fears come up that I can offer to, to help relieve that.
0: Yeah, totally. And like the more you even do, like, I think like what we forget sometimes is like things serve us in ways other than money, meaning Mm -hmm. like, so, you do four of those $99 things, you're going to learn so effing much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In those four, that you may never even need one again because you're going to be able to solve that problem on the discovery call.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Or, you know, you learned that those were the best thing you've ever done, but it's basically like you're in the process of like being able to figure that out in, in context of what actually feels good to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love that. Okay. So good. So, we'll go back and pitch that to um, the other call as well. I think it's really interesting. And I mean, this is obvious, but I just want to say it, which is like, I think it makes so much sense that this is the sticking point with them because they don't trust themselves with money. So then Mm -hmm. to go figure out how to pay for you is just creating so much stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Um. when you're like, hey, I can help you here too. I think you just remove such a significant amount of stress.
1: Yeah, I think that's really powerful.
0: I love it. Okay, cool. Tell me what else is coming up for you. Well, just something you were saying like.
1: Oh, no, I was it was just interesting before the look at your money call. I had reached out to you because I even read. Read her form that I have folks fill out when they're going to talk to me. And I remember feeling just defeated when I read her form like oh god she's in such a place of like not feeling like there's enough or lack that like I don't know how am I even gonna do this call and I was definitely I think you said to me you know instead of looking for the evidence on on why we shouldn't work together like take this as the reason why we should and that Mm -hmm. was really a great sort of mindset Mm -hmm. reset (laughs) for me as I was going into the call. And I think that really helped me approach the call and in such a better way and be able to give her so much value because I wasn't worrying the whole time of like, oh, well, she can't afford me. You know, I -hmm. I wasn't looking at that story. So that was really helpful too.
0: Yeah, totally. I think that's so useful to – Remember that, like, I, and I think this is especially true on like a discovery call form <laughs> is
1: mm-hmm. like
0: they're gonna dump all their stuff there for the most part because, like, that's why they're reaching out. And so when we can mm-hmm. go, like, ooh, yay, like they just dumped all their stuff, that's like really useful mm-hmm. instead of like, oh crap, they have a lot of stuff. Like, I think that's such a cool reframe to Mm -hmm. be able to lean into and obviously so true like it was so important for her to show up for that call for you she really wants to work with you like so cool to see all that come true right so Rachel mentioned a mindset reset that I gave her in base camp around a discovery call form and her feeling a little defeated around that. So I just wanted to speak to that a bit. So basically what happened is that this person had filled out a form and was feeling really, really, really challenged around money, obviously. And what that brought up for Rachel was feeling like pretty defeated and thinking like, well, this person's not going to buy and, you know, they're in scarcity around money and so they're not going to want to pay for coaching. And I totally get why she feels that way. Like when we're looking for someone to hire us and the questionnaire, it says how stressed they are about money. Of course, that's a normal reaction. But we also know that Rachel tends to caretake a little bit, right? Or a lot of it. And so that was, you know, just a normal reaction. But the reset that I really gave her there was, this is the exact person you're calling in. Like this is who you're speaking to. This is who you're talking to in your content. This is the person that has the exact problems you solve. So this isn't a defeat. This is a huge, huge win because it means you just drew in your ideal client. And so that really helped her a lot to see like my ideal client is going to have money issues. And so that goes back to what we were talking about, normalizing that but still seeing it as a huge win that that's who she was able to draw in. So when that person has the problem you solve, you're winning, right? Like that's when you know like, yes, my content is connecting, things are working. The person that shows up in my discovery call form is the exact person I'm speaking to. It doesn't mean that you might not have to overcome money objections or deal with any of those hurdles, but it still means you're getting the front end of the process right because the right person is being attracted to it. So keep that in mind for your own sales process. If you know someone shows up on your forum that you know feels like they're having a ton of problems, well, good. Are they the problems you solve? Because if they are, you're on the right track. Okay. Don't let that defeat you, let that excite you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really was. And and I was able to use a lot of what she offered in that form to help guide our discussion and to help solve some of her problems and, you know, reframe things for her. And it just made the call that much more powerful, um, which was really great.
0: Something else you're noticing, I think, and again, like, we're you know, we're going off of a smaller subset here, too. But like, when you talk to people, they want to work with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't that feel true? It does feel true. But it's funny because when she filled out the form, I was like, God, she's probably going to cancel. Like, I just started making up all this stuff in my mind about why she wouldn't want to work with me. But she took the time to book the call and fill out the form. And of course, you know, you don't just book a call with somebody for the fun of it, (laughs) right? You book the call because you're interested Mm -hmm. in working with them. And so... You know, it was it was interesting to see that, and then be able to recognize the, the path I was going down at first.
0: Where do you think that was coming from? Like, are you were you worried about being disappointed, or where do you think that was kind of showing up? You know, I think because this. Why, was, rather, sorry. Yeah, saying.
1: I think because this was the first look at your money call that I booked, and it's somebody that. I think she said she found me through a friend of a friend and she was following me on Instagram and which is really cool. But I think because it was the first one back in a long time from yeah. doing calls, I think there was just a lot of fear there and, and doubt in myself of like, oh, God, can I do this? And and wanting to be able to show up. And I think once I got out of that fear and was like, no, I know what I'm doing and I'm gonna offer her as much value as I can, and it's gonna be a really great call. Like once I I was able to to get back into that mindset, it it was a much more positive experience for me than than sort of the fear that was triggered of like oh crap people are actually booking my calls again. <laughs> what am I gonna do <laughs> when this is this is what I wanted and what I asked for? And so yeah. you know my goal this month was to book five calls, and I booked two so far, and. And I know I'm going to book more. And, and so it's just being in this more positive place, I think, is, is a lot better <laughs> than going down that like, oh, do they really want to talk to me? Of course mm-hmm. they do because they book the call. <laughs> right. Yes, totally. Of course they
0: do. Right? Like I think you're, yeah. I think you're spot on. It's just kind of finding – those reframes every chance mm-hmm. you get. But I think the thing you're doing really well is you're like noticing it so mm-hmm. quick now, right? Where yeah. before it almost just felt like it was like such default that it didn't even like yeah trigger a response of like, oh, this is unhealthy or unhelpful or whatever. But now it's like really becoming a thing that you're watching, noticing, paying attention to, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, the mindset work is starting to really – work and <laughs> and i'm definitely noticing things so much more now and catching myself and i'll i'll like tattle on myself to you in base camp of like mm-hmm. i started thinking this and then i remember this is just the caretaker in me <laughs> you know yes so that's been really helpful
0: so proud of you and like proud of you for making the time to do that and to tattle on yourself yeah. and to, you know, handle it. Cause it's so easy, especially when you are working those like back to back weeks to just not make that a priority. But it's like funny how it makes such a difference on those busy weeks when you
1: do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting too is every time I've done an Instagram story, I've booked a call. So, you know, I can see the power in that too. <laughs> so I'm doing more of those this week and really um, carving out the time to to get those out and up there because um, that's where I'll see the difference. And I've also been mentioning the calls in like all of my content this week um, just because it's fit really well with it. So, you know, I'm trying to put it out there as much as possible too, but I've noticed the stories are really – Either it's coincidence that that's just when they happen to book, or that's actually, you know, converting people. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you kind of can't ignore the, the, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, coincidence there. You definitely want to pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's so valuable to really see that in terms of like you control it so much more than you think you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like really exciting, but it's sometimes a little bit triggering because it's like, oh my gosh, then I, like I feel more pressure to do the stories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It definitely do. And and this week I haven't really done any. I think I maybe did one so far this week. But, you know, then I start putting the pressure on myself or making myself feel bad for not, not getting to them. And, you know, but there's the piece too of, I just need to carve out some time because doing stories, even in that hour that I have set aside is sometimes hard. It just depends on if the baby's sleeping or not. Um, but I did a call. The, I think, too, that sort of goes back to being able to show up imperfect because I did one of my stories. My daughter was like watching TV and yelling in the background and I just like went with it (laughs) and did the story. And I think that's the one I booked this last call off of. So, you know, I think also giving myself permission that it doesn't have to be perfect and the chaos of my life can be going on in the background and it's okay. Like it doesn't have to be some quiet, perfectly produced 20 seconds or whatever.
0: Honestly, I think that's huge (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's sort of – it's sort of like you can almost get in the habit of thinking like I would have to be someone else to be as successful as I want to be. Yeah. I would have to be someone that had a lot more time or a lot more space or didn't have a kid or had more care for her kid or whatever the story could become, right? Mm Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, the more you can take away that story, like, I don't have to be anything other than, like, a mom whose kiddo is watching Flippy right now or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that really, really helps you to not feel the tension there of, like, I, it would have to look a certain way or I would have to be a certain way. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It it feels a lot better when I give myself that permission just to show up however I am at that moment. And, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about of, like, I want people to want to work with me and and this is what i am this is what i'm like and this is what i have going on in my life so put it out there So,
0: I think there's really a present idea for Rachel here that, like, she'd have to be a certain way to create success. And that's what we're working to undo here. Like, I'd have to be someone that didn't have a kiddo running around in the background, or I'd have to be someone that had more time, or whatever that is. And I see that with so many of my clients. Like, they almost think they would have to be this, like, different human to hit 10K months or hit that next goal. And what I'm always working on them with is letting go of the idea that they'd have to be some other way or, you know, someone other than who they are to create success because it's absolutely not true. Rachel can create just as much success as anyone else can from right where she is. And so you can see how it's just these ideas of things that She's seen like, you know, it's supposed to, you know, be totally quiet and have the perfect background or all these things that we do to ourselves, right? And I think that so often it's because we think that's what's important about someone that we're looking up to. Like for me, I don't have kids, so it is quiet when I'm recording, but that's not why it's landing for people. And so sometimes we make these micro things mean a lot and we make it mean that because we don't have that we won't create the success. But we have to recognize that it's so often not the exact thing. It's just this arbitrary thing like it's quiet in my house right now, right? It's not what's creating my success. So look at where you're doing that. What rules are you making up for yourself? What other ways do you think you'd have to be to create success? Like what do you think you'd have to be that's different from who you are? And then how do you let go of some of that? Because when you stop believing that there's something standing between you and success is quite honestly, always when you get it. I feel like the number one job I do with most of my clients is pull back on all these rules they think there are around success. It's not because... I make them successful, it's almost like we strip away all the reasons they think they can't be, and then it's right there. So really give yourself that opportunity to ask yourself that question. Strip those away and watch how quickly success shows up for you because it will transform things when you stop thinking that you have to be a certain way to create it. So when we talk about that, does that feel like, okay, like I feel like I can commit to them more? Or does it feel like I there's still like some tension that I'm not really sure what to do with.
1: When I think about it like that, it's easier for me to commit to them. I think it's still catching myself. It's again, going back to that noticing of like, I think what I've done even this week is like, well, I can't do one right now because the, you know, Roomba's going and (laughs) like, you know, oh, I don't, I didn't brush my hair, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll just make excuses. And I think, I think, it's just noticing when I'm in that, like related to stories, like noticing, (laughs) noticing the stories that I make up around, around why I can't do Instagram stories today. And, you know, I think the other piece of that is kind of that. uh, It's so weird, because I want to book the calls, but I think there's the part of me that was scared to get back into it again. And so I think it's that like, I don't know, almost self sabotage of like I know if I do a story, I'm gonna book a call, so I'm just not gonna book <laughs> do the story. Mm-hmm. But I want to book the calls, so you know, it's it's getting out of that that habit of of getting scared, I guess.
0: Yeah, totally. I think that like is really coming up for me, and when you're saying this, because it's like really hard to be able to flat out say like every time I do a story, I book a call, and then like mm-hmm. not do the stories. Like we almost. Right no, for sure there's resistance there, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Is there stress about having the call specifically or is it more like the pressure of it or what kind of comes up there?
1: Um, I think it's the pressure of it. I think, you know, what I tend to do it, and I do this in a lot of areas, is just put a lot of pressure on myself. And it's funny, even with the, the call I had this week, I think leading up to it I was putting so much pressure on myself and then I did the call and I really enjoyed it and it was really great and like really fulfilling. I felt energized after it and I think that's something to remember is that these calls aren't like calls for my other business that just drain me and these calls are actually what I want to be doing and what I enjoy doing and fill me up. So, you know, I think I think I tend to I don't know, I think it, it's getting back in that mindset of like these are these are positive experiences too. Like this is what I want to be doing. It's not like a normal call where I end up with like 30 things to do after it, which tends to happen in my PR business. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean listen, you kind of do
1: end up with things to do after it, I guess, right? I do but they're the things that that are fun and that I enjoy, you know. Mm-hmm. They're and they're what I want to be doing. And like follow up for me and blissful budget is more fun because it's something that I've created. And so I I think it's just getting it's like it's like toggling between the two businesses sometimes the the energy between the two businesses doesn't always toggle over, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So. I wonder if if there's almost like – I'm just trying to make this up as we go here, but like if there's some kind of like reward you can give yourself for every call you book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where you like – I mean, and it sounds so silly, I think because it's almost like, oh my gosh, I like don't need a cookie for like booking a mm-hmm. call, but – I think like what you need is really positive brain associations. Mm-hmm. Because in many ways, a lot of our brains really are just like Pavlov's dog, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so I really think the more we can like do the work to create like a really positive brain association, even if it feels, you know, kind of silly or like we shouldn't need it, it's pretty wild <laughs> mm-hmm. what a difference that can make. Okay, so let's talk about this idea a little bit of creating those positive brain associations. So like our brains are so simple, you guys. Like I think that we almost forget how simple the human mind is and it just likes things that feel good and comfortable and have positive associations with it. So I'm sure I've told this story before, but when I first started in the online space, like I really got nervous with live video. It gave me quite a bit of anxiety. And so what I did was I would create these, like, opportunities to feel good around it. Like, I would do something really good before it. Like, I would go for a walk. I love being outside and walking my dogs. And then, like, right after, I would time it so that then I could, like, take a bubble bath. Those are, like, two of my favorite things. Like, being outside with my dogs, taking a bubble bath. And so I did that to train my brain that these videos felt good. And honestly, you guys know this now. I freaking love being on live video. I love talking, What Like I could be anywhere and want to do that. And so that was not always the case. I basically just tricked my brain into thinking that live video felt really good. And now over time, it's just 1000% my experience. And so sometimes I think we're hesitant to do things like that because it seems too simple or too silly. We're like, sure, like let me give myself a treat. That's so silly. But it just freaking works. And I like to do what works. You guys know that. Like I'm all about what works. So Think about this for a task that feels hard for you in your business right now. And how do you create that like beautiful hit of feel good energy doing it? Like whether that's live video for you, if it's Insta stories, if it's calls, whatever that is, like how do you start creating that positive association in your brain? Because it will be wild how quickly that transforms and how much it makes you want to show up. I have such a positive association with live video now that like if I could do it more than once a week, I 100% would. So, really give yourself that opportunity to program in what you want to create there. So, Rachel wants to do stories and get calls. So, we're going to find a way to make that feel really positive. Like every time you get one, there's this positive association on the other side of it. So, try it for yourself. You will be surprised at how well this works, I promise. So, I just like wonder what comes up for you there.
1: No, I really like that because, you know, right now, I don't, I don't really have parameters around these calls. And I think even after the client call I had last week, when you said to me, how are you going to celebrate? I was like, oh yeah, I need to celebrate this (laughs) great Mm -hmm. call I just had. And even after the one I had, I think it was on Tuesday, I feel like there does need to be something positive around it. And I think that'll help me to get more excited about booking the calls and having the calls because, you know, I think I do need that positive association because right now it's just sort of like, oh, cool. I booked a call now back to business as usual, you know? And so I think there needs to be that acknowledgement too in that celebration.
0: Yeah. Even if it's like something so little, like I stop for 10 minutes and have a tea <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> or like, yeah,
0: I, you know, go for a walk outside really quick or, I, like stuff that you're gonna, your brain's gonna feel like you don't have the time to do, or that you shouldn't take a minute to do, or eat. it's like I stop and write like a gratitude letter to myself, or mm-hmm. like. But the more you create that like, like hit of you know mm-hmm. good vibes with that, the more you're just naturally gonna want to do that. I think like you know right now the association is probably fine, but it's like more like. Something else to do, something else mm-hmm. I have to like handle, maybe some stress because I'm not used to them. So does anything come up there in terms of like what would feel really good?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, getting outside is always feels really good to me, especially the last two weeks when I felt like I was just chained to my my desk all day. And my even my therapist was like, You need to go outside once a day. <laughs> so I that feels good, and I mean, just having having something small and positive, I think, feels good. Because I think what you said, I have been just treating it all as like, okay, this is something else I need to do. Yeah. And instead of this is something exciting that that I get to do, and how great somebody booked with me, and so I think associating that with just these little pieces of rest or pieces of just taking a break for a minute would be really great. Okay, so ten, like
0: even just like 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here's what's interesting to think about, right? It's like when you're getting on calls, people want to work with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like when I do Insta stories, people want to get on a call. When I they get on a call, people want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Like so you're really starting to see that chain start to connect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you add those positive things in there, like, ooh, and I get to go outside, and then it means I have a client that pays me money, and, 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 like, Mm -hmm. those are just, like, the little pieces we're trying to put around that process instead of just, like, well, separately I have to do Insta stories, separately I should probably want these calls, separately I have to follow up, like, you want it to feel like oh, like this all works together. And the more Mm -hmm. excited I get about calls, the more I book them, the more people want to work with me. Like, and really see, do you see what I mean? We're like seeing that process connect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I say it like that, like what comes up for you? Does that feel exciting? Or are you like, oh, I hadn't really thought about it like that.
1: Well, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but it makes so much sense because it is a whole process and it makes it almost feel easier in a way just like of this leads to the next thing and then to the next thing right it's not like okay I've got to check this task off (laughs) like oh I've got to post an insta story oh I've got to follow up with this person you know it all sort of flows together and I feel like that just feels better
0: like it sounds again like a silly thing but I would like sincerely make yourself like a little chart that you like just draw out for two minutes or whatever that it's like get on insta stories then people book calls every time I get a call someone wants to work with me like basically just like start drawing out your process so you can see it so Mm -hmm. like that day when you're like oh do I really want to get on a story today my hair looks like shit you're like I don't, but I do because if I look at this process, I really want all the stuff on the other side of that, like 10 minutes outside and a new client. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Right? And so it should start feeling a little bit easier to do that because you're seeing it work. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: So, a lot of your job right now is finding those little ways to create positive associations and to remind yourself that it works.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like going, oh, when people get on the phone with me, they actually always want to hire me, and like really reminding yourself of that. Okay, so this conversation about seeing the process work and all come together is really, really important. Because this is the process of building a business, you guys. It's noticing these things and it's paying attention and it's testing it and tweaking it and watching it unfold. Like You have to love the process of building a business and not just want the business. You know what I'm saying? So... Rachel is really seeing that process work and all come together. They're not like separate tasks that she has to do. That's not what we're trying for here. We're trying for a set of things like when I do Insta stories, I get calls. When I get calls, people want to work with me. When people want to work with me, I overcome their objections and they buy from me. And then if I just repeat that process over and over, I know how to get clients in my business. Do you see how that's such a different thought process than like, well, I have to get on Insta stories and I'm supposed to book calls and then hopefully I convert and they don't feel connected or aligned. Like when you can put it all together and see the process and see that the more you click in those pieces, that is truly the work of building a business, the easier and better and more exciting it gets. So knowing what that process is in your business versus feeling like you have all these random separate to-dos is wildly important because it's not just a check mark, right? It's you being someone that enjoys building a business, right? It's not just like, well, I'll do this because my coach said and I'm supposed to. No, no, no. I'll do this because when I do this, this happens. And then when that happens, this happens. And seeing it all work together like that, it's so different in terms of the motivation you feel, the energy you feel, the excitement you feel and just how much you enjoy the process, quite honestly. So really look at that in your own business. Like, what is the process you're building? Are you seeing it work? Are you seeing it come together? Do you know how all the pieces fit together to create that well-oiled machine? Really ask yourself that this week and watch how much easier it gets to show up and be invested and excited when you can see how it all works together.
1: How how long do we have until baby? Three months, yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. September sixteenth is the due date, unless I go two weeks over, like I did with my daughter. <laughs> so, so like just for funsies,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. like let's let's not even say ninety days. Let's say sixty mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And let's like remove weekends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like you have I. I'm. I'm not actually doing this mathematically, but like, stick with me.
1: <laughs>
0: Say you have 45 opportunities mm-hmm. to get a call booked. Say you got 30 of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is no way you wouldn't hit every goal you wanted to hit
1: mm-hmm.
0: before baby. That's true. I don't know if that feels exciting or terrifying, and that might be a good question. (laughs) But I think sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just helpful to see that. Like, oh, if it's true that Insta stories get me clients, and if most of my – or calls, and if most of my Insta stories get me calls, and then if I get on those calls and most of those people want to work with me,
1: Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, like, it's a done deal. Yeah. No, that feels exciting, and that actually, I think, helps a lot because I was starting to feel like – Oh, God, I'm in my third trimester. And do I really have enough time to meet the goals that I set for myself? And, and it takes away also, if you framing it like that, like takes away some of the the stress and almost urgency around it. Like, of, of course, it's, there's some urgency, but framing it like I have 45 opportunities, Mm -hmm, that's a mm -hmm. lot, you know? Right. And so, so that actually feels really good to frame it like that. It makes it feel more manageable than like, oh, God, I've got to do all this stuff and I only have 60 days to do it, you know? Well, I think there's some irony in the fact that like when it feels
0: like, oh, my God, I only have 60 days is almost when we don't do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah. overwhelm
0: is more paralyzing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we think, like, oh, the less time I have and the more pressure I have, the more I'll do it. But, like, I've just never seen that to be true for no. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So the more you can be, like, okay, yeah, still lots of chances, still lots of opportunities here. And all I have to do is take one of those opportunities every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think that feels like a little bit smaller and more doable and less likely to create the overwhelm that actually makes you not do the story that day or not show Mm -hmm. up that day, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: And so another little thing I would maybe say, and this is (laughs) – it's probably going to feel like a little shitty, but stick with me for a second, (laughs) which is – I would almost challenge yourself, like, do the story or at the very least write down why you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not in, like, a punishing way, but in, like, a we got to figure this out because we have 45 opportunities
1: kind of way. So, mm-hmm. like,
0: it's okay if you didn't, but, like, at the very least, let's get the data of why. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and that might even be motivation, too. <laughs> I'll start writing it down and then realize, why don't I just do the story?
0: (laughs) Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have like a little reminder go out to you every day in base camp. Okay. And it's basically just going to say that. Like, did you do your story today? If not, why? And I want you to not take that as like a – this is why I said I don't want it to feel shitty. Like, I don't want it to be like a – explain yourself right? (laughs) kind of thing. Like you don't owe me an explanation at all. It's more like get curious is really what we're after here. Mm -hmm. Because like either you're going to find that it's easy to do or we're going to find that there's a little more resistance to look at. And either is fine, but we don't want to ignore it, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So just like if it's making you feel like, oh, I hate having to explain that, let me know and we can always adjust. Okay. But – just, like, I want you to know that that's not the energy, like, you have to tattle on yourself to me. It's just like, hey, let's, like, really just see what's up here. Okay. That sounds good. Does that feel okay? It's it, – it. you totally don't have to say yes if
1: it doesn't. No. No, that feels okay. good. I think it's going to be really helpful. I think it's going to hold me accountable too.
0: <laughs> it's funny. One of my clients, I have that oh, that for her with mindset work
1: mm-hmm
0: and she kind of like jokes that like sometimes and she wants to write no but it's easier to just go do it for 10 minutes than actually write <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, yeah so sometimes it is kind of effective you know <laughs> so we'll just play with it and see like okay well like I'd rather just go do a story for five minutes and have to like sit here and type for five minutes on why I didn't yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so sometimes that that uh, gives us different perspectives. So we'll try that and just, you keep me posted on how that feels. All right. That sounds good. Cool. I'm proud of you. You're doing amazing. Like I really think like the fact that you can say like you got two calls and two people that want to work with you while you were working more than you've ever worked in the other businesses, like that's really something to like look at and give yourself a real massive amount of credit for.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so
0: welcome. I'm proud of you. All right. Keep me posted in base camp. All right. Talk soon. Thanks.
1: Bye. Thank you
0: for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you wanna hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.